my with my husband to Lowe's and he's like why are you wearing like why do you look like <laughs> Mr. T like we're just shopping for like a new washer or dryer you know uh, starting is always the hardest This is Brecken and Jonathan from Gem Junkies, and we're back after a fun-filled trip to Cleveland, Ohio. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> and so today is going to be a different day as well. We did last week interviewing Oren Mazzoni from Sharing the Rough, and this week we have a special visitor to our offices. Do you want to introduce yourself, or do you want me to introduce you? Howdy, everyone! It's Benjamin from Third Coast Gems. So this is our friend Benjamin. He is the, or can I say famous? I mean, you were like New York Post best jewelry influencer, right? One of the top six? Top five. Top five. But, but, but oh, who's I know. Six is a weird number. Why did I come up with six? <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I, uh, I've been blessed for sure the past couple of years to... Um, you know, to get to get noticed for following my passion, just like y'all have, you know, getting to go around and talk about your specialty, which is opals and responsibly sourced gemstones. And it's for sure been a blessing that, um, you know, highlighting artists' work that I love and sharing new gemstones has gotten me the attention that I never, ever thought that I would have or deserve, frankly. So, yeah, it's been a blessing, definitely. So Benjamin is what one might call a brand advocate. That's the term you like instead of influencer. Yeah, yeah you know, I think the word influencer gets used a lot and gets used kind of overly. And, you know, what exactly is someone influencing? Um, and that the term brand advocate, um, some of you listening may know of Cindy Edelstein, um, she was a real, really big advocate, bigger than I could ever be for designers and brands and manufacturers out there in the jewelry world. And I had a chat with her shortly before she passed away and she told me that. And I think the difference is, is you know, with, with the influencers page, you may um, kind of get a flash in the pan of them talking about one brand or one style and then you kind of never hear about it again. A brand advocate, once they find someone that they believe in or someone's art that they really enjoy, you're going to see them talking about them kind of through the lifespan of their career as well. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you see me talking about you know, a designer using a new gemstone three years ago, you'll see that again, you know, over the past three years. Um, I'm kind of there for the long haul with them. Yeah. So what Benjamin does, and we should probably back up, is he is kind of a social media guru, right? Well, I that's what I do full time now, yeah. social media. And so it's my business to kind of know about things that are changing and buzzwords like the algorithm and those kind of things but I came from retail yeah so, retail jewelry yeah I was a combat medic in the army and whenever I got out of the army I went straight into working for the majors and in sales and mm -hmm. so I started out 
cleaning, you know, meatloaf out of wives' diamond rings and going and doing the coffee runs. And That was the worst. Yeah. We would call it butt cheese when I worked retail. Like, oh just goodness. the people that would, like... <laughs> Thank goodness that, that was Spotify like... can't, like, unmonetize this. <laughs> this. <laughs> no, but it was, like, the worst. They would, like, lick their finger. Oh, yeah. And then, like, pull the ring off and hand it to you. And you knew it was just crawling with germs. So I always made a point of... Grabbing oh, a tissue. Me too. I would and make having them, them place it yep. in the tissue. Like, I don't want to catch yep. influenza from They me. would hold the ring in front of me and look me in the eye, and I would just turn around and go grab, like, a paper towel. Yeah. And so, put it in it. please, so, the next time you're in a retail jewelry store and you need your ring cleaned, don't lick it to ask, get it off. Yeah. Ask for the Windex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Crisco it up before you go to the jewelry store. Yeah. You know? It's like, come on. It's people. fine. So I, I've done everything you can do in uh, jewelry retail, kind of worked my way up, uh, worked for the majors, worked for a repair shop, worked for a local chain in Dallas-Fort Worth, where I'm from, um, and then worked for a custom guild store uh, where we learned how to do everything. I mean, we cast platinum there. We There was lost wax carving. We had a jeweler from Barcelona who was an apprentice for 15 years before he could even call himself a jeweler. And so I think that also comes into play with what I do now because whenever I look at designers' work, I can tell if someone made it by hand or mm-hmm. if they outsourced it or if manufacturing quality is, is higher. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Um, and you started with... Uh, social media for a jewelry store correct or this is really good story and so well I think it's a good story so I'm glad that I'm able to tell it here my last boss at my last independent jewelry store I worked at the one where we did all the cool manufacturing we grew the store from a certain number and, and tripled it over a few years time and I was always the one at every job I've ever had that would read the National Jewelers and the JCK magazines and in-store magazines. And I would get all the tips and learn things. And I personally was very anti-social media for myself, even just seven years ago. I was like, why do people need to know that I'm at the movie theater? So I can change? Yeah, you can I mean, change. <laughs> you can. It is possible. See the light. I can see you know, the light. I was light. like, why do people care? I really think people want to know what I'm eating for dinner tonight. Maybe exactly. that should be like my first Instagram post. Oh, for What sure. I made Benjamin for dinner. Most definitely. Okay. I'll, I'll help you with all the hashtags okay. too. Hashtag watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> So I had my wedding and there were family and friends and some of my army friends that weren't able to come. And so um, my partner had the social media and it was kind of like both of us Mm -hmm. and people would always, you know, where's Ben? Where's Ben? So I got social media for myself, was reading all these articles and stuff and all different types of, of media about the power of social media. And I used it to clientele. So I, I asked my boss, can we start social media for the store? No, we don't need it. We're selling enough. We're fine. Mm-hmm. So I started Third Coast Gems as not only an outlet for me to get out designer jewelry um, that I was passionate about, but also to clientele with my clients at the custom jewelry store. And if you scroll back 4,000 plus posts on yeah. Third Coast Gems, every single post is still up there. You'll see all the custom redesigns, all the projects I worked on with my clients back in the day. Um, the photography is somewhat similar. Um, you know, I would get rocks and, you know, put an amethyst pendant on an amethyst geode. Um, and I started to sell big things off of my own social media in the store. And, you know, my boss still was just very hesitant. 
Um, and it just kind of morphed into a bigger thing than, than, than what I thought it was going to be. And I was able to have an audience where I could advocate for people that I felt like needed a voice. They weren't getting seen in the big New York and LA East Coast, West Coast, you know, publications. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the thing of where Third Coast came from. Not only is Texas known as the Third Coast, but it's almost kind of like a third rail type thing, you Mm -hmm. know, like uh, there needs to be a voice out there for the little guy. For the little guy in Pocatello, Idaho. Or even the medium-sized ladies (laughs) and people, you know? So when did you decide then to make the split between working retail and then going full-time social media? While I was out at GIA. So I think I've been in, this Christmas it'll be 14 years in the jewelry industry. And the whole time I'd always wanted to go to GIA. I wanted to be there and absorb it and go to like the Cartier Rare de- rare book depository at Carlsbad and Mm -hmm. you know I would always save those little ads that they had in all the trade pubs and um, I finally you know wrote off I asked for scholarships I had all these designers give me letters of recommendation I didn't get any scholarships which was kind of sad Um, but I applied for my GI bill and they had just accepted uh, GIA as a as a school that they would pay for that's super cool I didn't know that yeah and um, I still have student loans so Uh I don't think that the GI bill paid for all of it Um, but I was finally able to go and I tried to work it out where I could go to school and not be away for like the busiest parts of the year. So I told my boss a couple weeks before Valentine's Day and I started school like four weeks after Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. My thought was I'll be gone like the, the late summer. spring, the summer. I'll be back yeah. before Christmas. I think I graduated like right around Halloween, you know, perfect. Yeah. But while I was out there, um, I just decided I, if I never try, I'll never know mm-hmm. if I could turn this into something. And so I came back and, and I've, I helped out at Christmas time kind of thing, but I knew I was going to start my own business and I incorporated and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I think it's important too to note what social media is doing in the jewelry industry right now. It's, it's totally changed how we can reach consumers. Most definitely. And, and uh, introduce them to our product and our style and... And link them with jewelers that we do business with. Definitely helps you with trend forecasting, mm-hmm. um, and therefore with how many of these things are we going to produce? Are we going? To, what what type of shapes are we going to start using? Yeah. Um, you know, those things are really really important. And then once you have the final pieces made, like you said, you know, people ask where can I get that? And you know, if if the retailer that you work with has an active social media and is sharing the brands and the work that they do, it just becomes so much easier. It's, it's a kind of an ecosystem to let people find things. Yeah, I think it can be such a daunting task. We have a lot of stores that listen to our podcast, and we also have a lot of um, up-and-coming or new designers that are, that are interested in our industry. Are there any tips that you would give them to get started? In social media if they're not active now. Yeah. So for jewelry, because it is such a visual art, um, I think this goes without saying Instagram is going to be the most important 
social yeah. media platform. Um, you really don't need to worry about things like Pinterest unless you're a bridal designer. You really don't need to worry about things like Twitter unless you sell direct on your website. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Facebook trends older, Instagram trends a little bit younger. So kind of like figure out what your target audience is. And then that platform is going to be the one that you're going to put your most kind of time and energy into. Um, and I get questions all the time, like, what are hashtags? You know, back in my day, it was the pound symbol. You know, <laughs> think of, you know, hashtags as like the yellow pages. You know, whenever you hit a hashtag for, you know, Malaya Garnet, um, it's going to take you to show you everything Malaya, Malaya Garnet that's uh -huh. on social media. Um, or if you want to look up alternative engagement rings, yeah. you know, um, think of that as, you know, as as a yellow pages. I would also tell people to be consistent. And so, you know, if you're going to start being more active on social media and you don't see the overnight results, you know, in a week or two of starting, just keep it up because if you're consistent, it takes a little bit of time to build up anything, you know, yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, it will come around. Yeah. You know, I mean, when we started on Instagram, we were getting like five likes. Yeah. I mean, I think now we're up to like, what, a hundred? <laughs> no, but, and, and honestly, it depends on the post and it depends yeah. on what time of day that you post. Mm -hmm. And there's all these things and you could, you could really drive yourself crazy on social media yes. trying to figure it out. And you can read a lot of articles that'll tell you, oh, there's the magic time of 6am and 5pm. And, you know, with all those kind of, I, I say, take a lot of things that you read online that are generalizations about social media with a giant grain of mm -hmm. Himalayan rock salt because it's not going to be the same for everyone's account. Yeah. You know, and again, that goes back to thinking about your target customer. You know, if your target customer is a lady that lunches, she's probably not going to be on social media at 9 a.m. She's probably going to be on social media in the morning, I, in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, and so... But I'm not if, a lady that lunches, yeah. but I, you know, 9 a.m., and if you're, no. if, you know, if you're looking at a hip, you know, millennial hipster. They don't wake gonna, up until like noon. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be so, night owls. There you, you know? go. <laughs> so, and, and also, you know, remember to, I think this is the kind of the last most important tip I'll give is, you know, make sure that your social media conveys your brand identity, not just in the imagery, but also in the way that you speak on social media. You know, you only have a few lines, a few sentences, and then a little paragraph of hashtags to kind of get your brand's like voice across. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if you if you're spending money on high res white background photography or really detailed photography, save it for whenever the trade pubs reach out to you and need imagery, or if you need that for a lookbook or a catalog of your website. Social media, people want to see it being worn. Yeah, it they, should be lifestyle it, yes, imagery. It, totally, lifestyle imagery is is where it's at on social media. Mm -hmm. Definitely, no white backgrounds. No white background, and let I mean, very, very often, yeah. not not very often, yeah. So, Jonathan, anything you want to input into this conversation? No, I think there's plenty of <laughs> plenty of syllables. Plenty of syllables to go around between the two of you. So yeah, by the way, P.S. Jonathan is sitting at the table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think. Um, 
you know, you, for example, like with your new collection, Jonathan, that you've, that's kind of your, your, uh, your baby, your project right now, sharing the rough, you know, you met the director several times in Tucson, um, but I'm sure that you also saw some video clips on social media and you, you know, you saw some imagery of what they were doing. And so that, you know, I think things are cumulative. And so whenever people like look at social media as like, oh, well, am I going to get a immediate direct sale from things? But think about you whenever you are buying something. You know, you might hear something on the radio and you might read something in your favorite magazine. You might see it on TV. And then you see, you know, a family member or a friend from college on social media just bought it. And it's like, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, it's like cumulative. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, my friend has that. And I've also heard about it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that came into play with you, Jonathan, but I just, I have a feeling you probably heard, you know, different things about responsible sourcing and sustainability and things like that from multiple sources. You know? Right. And I, I use, I use social media a lot when I'm, when I'm doing sourcing for gemstones and for different colors and things that are unique and different. And when we can really look at all the different things that are out there and what's trending for both popularity and also for availability. Cause if something starts popping up all the time on Instagram or on something on Facebook, you know, it's also must be available because right. it's not, if it's coming up a lot, it doesn't mean that it's one rare stone that's coming up. It means there must be a new find. So I reach out to my sources. So sometimes you can actually find it quicker. Yeah. What's new and going on. You can get a pulse of the industry sometimes faster through social media than you can anywhere else. I Most think definitely. that that's kind of how we got into Lotus Garnet. I mean, the color was Morganite, yeah. and Morganite was everywhere, all yeah. over and social And so it, media. it pushed us to finally get interested in Morganite, and then once I got and interested that, in Morganite, that's when I found Lotus Garnet. So it was kind of social media that pushed us into... That color. That color, which eventually got us into Lotus Garnet and down the line. So it, mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting what, you know, just from looking around, what, what can... You know, can give you inf you know ideas for design, ideas for different gemstones. You know, it's it's all kinds of stuff. The the world's a big place, and it mm -hmm. opens your eyes to to things through Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and social media has made it so you know that much smaller. You know, um, I can remember doing a panel with a couple colleagues for Women's Jewelry Association NorCal chapter. And they asked me, what is, you know, your favorite gemstone? And, you know, somebody like me, I can't, I have to give them like a top three. <laughs> like, yeah. I really can't just say one, I don't you have know. a favorite. Yeah. I can't have a favorite. That's like, pick your favorite twin. Oh, I can't do it. No, you can't. You can't. Uh -uh. Um, and so, and then we also talked about like what's trending right now and what do you think is going to be the next big thing? And I remember saying spinel, spinel, spinel. Mm -hmm. I was seeing all different colors of spinel on social media. All different designers were using them. Um, I myself had a Bernese red spinel ring I had just had made. It's beautiful. And then what happened? Thank you. And then what happened four or five months later? AGTA and Jewelers of America and American Gem Society and everybody announced oh. August New Birthstone is Spinel. And, you know, did that have something to do with their member dealers telling them, you know, we need another birthstone for August? Sure it did. But those member dealers were selling more Spinel yeah. to designers because consumers were seeing that trend on social media yeah. and they had to have it. Yeah. You know, Spinel has unique colors. It's hard. It's, it's you know, it's Real durable. Sparkly. 
real sparkly, <laughs> gemological term, yeah. um, you know, and so, <laughs> you know, for someone that can't afford, like, a crazy, like, my birthstone's ruby, I cannot afford an amazing ruby, but I can afford a really nice red spinel, uh-huh. you know, and so that's where kind of trends and things like that, you know, they start somewhere, and then they also catch fire somewhere, yeah. and these days, just more and more and more, it's happening on social media, yeah. and it's cool that I'm able to kind of spot things like that, and, um, Hop on the trends that I believe in. You know, like I have a hashtag, um, Stacks of the New Black. Yeah. And I loved Orange is the New Black. And uh-huh. I saw Stacks were everywhere four years ago. And so I started that hashtag. And now it's like, you know, people I don't even know, people I don't even have never met before use that hashtag to like describe their stacks. I think one of the best pieces of advice that I got, because I love jewelry, all jewelry. It doesn't even just have to be mine. I just appreciate yeah. it for what it is. Obviously. Um, one of my friends, Natalie, she said, I was at a trade show and she said, have you been shopping yet? And I said, no, I don't, I don't go out and go shopping at trade shows. Like I'm just supposed to wear my jewelry. And she's like, why? She's like, okay, so let me go shopping. So now at trade shows, I troll around and I pick up some new things at every trade show. I know a lot of designers at Couture that every year will get one piece from like their fellow designers yeah. that like is someone that they really love. You well, know? it's and... like a community and <clears throat> and you appreciate art for what it is. Oh, definitely. And someone else's eye is not my eye yeah. or my taste, mm-hmm. but the, it's still beautiful jewelry. When you know you see it worn on a friend or a colleague, and like it kind of, and that's so important about using lifestyle imagery. Yeah. Like it inspires you to like, oh, I can, I could pull that off. Mm-hmm. You know, Sometimes, I could rock that. Yeah. Anything else I want to talk about jewelry, social media related? Anything else that we find that's important? I mean, in I our think, realm, it's just be out. You know, be consistent. Be authentic. Remember that, you know, you get what you put in. And so, you know, if you're putting in 30 minutes a week into your social media and you're not seeing, like, any action from it, that's because you're putting 30 minutes into your social media. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, you're not going to go from 100 to 100,000 followers in two weeks. No, that's not going to happen. No, I, I'm at um, a little bit over 100,000, uh-huh. and I reach my five-year anniversary at the end of this month. Yeah, and it so takes time. There are people that have grown faster than me organically. There are people that have been on the same amount of time that I have that have a little less. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think, like I said, you get in what you what you know you get out what you put in and you you see me I mean I'm constantly on my phone all the time pacing on my phone on my phone yeah um and you know that's yeah I think for jewelry stores too it's important to put a little bit of your personality into into your social media don't just show pictures of rings no because people can see pictures of pretty things all the time correct so you need to insert a little bit of who you are be a little silly with your Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Show pretty jewelry in a fun, what would you say, brand, yeah, you effective get, way. Yep, you got to figure out your brand's voice and um, and share that well in a couple sentences and a mm-hmm. couple hashtags and you know a ten second video. And it can be difficult sometimes. It can be daunting. Um, but you can gain inspiration out there by looking at other people's social media that's successful. Definitely don't copy it because people can see whenever you're copying someone else's content. Um, but it's really, really easy to make something your own. Yeah, I think that's um, important to say. If you do 
repost anything, mm-hmm. make sure you label it as a repost. Correct. And it's and nowadays, like, it's not just about giving credit, but mm-hmm. it's also about labeling that, you know, this was a repost. Because yeah. um, some people, you know, there's so many jewelry accounts out there that will literally put follow me, follow me, follow me on the first three lines. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll change my hashtags to their own hashtags. And then at the very bottom, they'll put like a photo emoji, third coast gems. Yeah. And it's like, what was the point of even mentioning me in it? You know, because it's all about you. Like you took yeah. out my hashtags and, you know, um, think about to like, uh, so let, let's get to a more positive thing. Like for a jewelry store that's out there, you know, they carry these brands and these manufacturers that are constantly making content. Like I know how much time and effort y'all put into creating content. Mm-hmm. That content is there for the jewelry stores to use to help them sell more jewelry. Yeah. You know, um, and it's different than, you know, reposting a personality or a blogger or an editor or a journalist or something like that. You know, whenever you're kind of reposting a brand that you carry in, um, that you've invested in, um, you know, you're making that content for them. Yeah. Um, and so that can make it a lot easier for a jewelry store because you kind of already have like yeah, that lean gallery. on your suppliers. Correct. Lean on your suppliers for sure. You know, we're here for you. Um, yeah. If you need us, call. No matter where you are. No Mountain matter standard how time. Far. Mountain <laughs> standard time. <laughs> All right. Uh. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. It's time. I had a blast. I really can't wait to do this again with y'all. Yeah, thank you. And um, for anyone that is not following at Parlay Gems on Instagram, got to check it out. They got some killer opals. We've been having so much fun this week playing with gemstones in the sun. And make sure you follow Benjamin at Third Coast Gems. And we will be back next week. With, we promise, something about gemstones. (laughs) And I think it's going to have to be spinel. And you know what? I might even stay for a couple extra days just so we can do it. Just so we can talk about spinel. Yeah, because, you know, I have a hashtag spinelicious. Oh, yeah. Yep. And we could all talk about our love of spinel. For sure. Spinel. Juicy octahedrons. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken. And Jonathan. And have a great day. Bye, y'all.